What is basic role-playing? Why do I keep returning to it over and over again? And how can I step into the wonder of the original D100 game and make it sing for me all over again? If you say the real life ends up your days And you don't have time to play Midlife is the best time to start a new role-playing game And you need a rescue Chase coming at you with a rescue A role-play rescue Chase gonna help my friend Let's sit down to game again Rescue Hello, Rescuers. My name is Che Webster, and this is Roleplay Rescue, the podcast about rediscovering our lost role-playing hobby. This episode arises from a week spent away from home and away from work. I travelled back to my hometown of Norwich in Norfolk, England, to visit my parents, a trip I haven't taken for nigh on two years. Aside from family reunion and spending time with my parents themselves, ascending in age and wisdom, I also got to sit back in my old bedroom, much changed now, but essentially the space wherein, for good or ill, I grew up. With newfound awareness, I had taken along my copies of two role-playing games to read in quieter moments. While you would be forgiven for believing this to be a trip into nostalgia, what I was seeking was to connect myself back to the beginning so that I could develop a more active awareness of who I have become. In so doing, I found a pathway back to an old favourite gaming system that I have begun to reconsider upon my shelf. This is Season 9, Episode 11. Basic Role-Playing. The Chaosium Role-Playing System, Basic Role-Playing, sometimes referred to as the D100 system, has been with me since the beginning. That beginning, while it included Traveller as my very first experience as a player, truly has its roots in the old RuneQuest 2nd Edition box set. I've spoken about this many times, so for the newer listener, I'll just say that my dad bought it, I stole it, and inside I found a world of imagination and adventure that has fueled my role-playing obsession for more than 40 years. RuneQuest taught me how to roll D100. It led me to the fantasy world of Glorantha and taught me that role-playing games can be about discovery and exploration, not just laser pistol battles and space trading, the latter being my primary experience of Traveller, at least in the early days. In truth, RuneQuest nudged me along the route towards becoming the Game Master because it activated my imagination in a way that was initiatory and, arguably, mystical. That being said, 41 or so years later, I've been fumbling my way back towards these roots as I have also been journeying through the unwinding of my anxiety and the undarkening of depression. Illumination and reawakened joys have flowed from the simple act of re-examining those old texts with curious eyes. What was it that captivated me as a young pre-teenaged adventurer? Why do I feel a strong affinity with the role of the D100, the twin ten-siders in my hand? How does this venerable old set of rules offer me a pathway towards my other world? 
They say that some folk are neophiles and some folk are neophobes. Many love the new and shiny, while others prefer the tried and true. I am wary of subscribing to such simplistic binary definitions of how the wondrously complex human taste and thought works its way out into our experience. While you'll be forgiven if you hear this as an expression of nostalgia and the harping of an old grognard pining for a lost age, you would probably be mistaken. I am on a journey towards finding a fresh blend in my gaming, and that blend contains ingredients from the past alongside the learning I have absorbed right up until the present day. I have been a lifelong neophile, a lover of innovation and newness, a fact perhaps evidenced by the collection of games that I have read and consumed over the decades. But I am also seeking to find my way home, forward into something new in my gaming experience, entry into an other world that calls me towards discovery. And part of going forward into the future is remembering to take the past with you. What is basic role-playing? Quote from Basic Role-Playing 2010. The basic role-playing system was first created in 1978 for RuneQuest, a role-playing game set in Greg Stafford's fantasy world of Glorantha. The basic mechanics, designed by Steve Perrin, Steve Henderson and Ray Turney, were viewed as an easier and more intuitive set of game mechanics than those few other role-playing game systems existing at that time. From its origin, basic role-playing was designed to be intuitive and easy to play. While character attributes follow a 3d6 curve, most of the other basic role-playing mechanics are even simpler. Virtually all roles determining success or failure of a task are determined via the role of percentile dice. This means that there's less fiddling with dice of different types, and the concept of a percentile chance of success is extremely easy for beginners and experienced players to grasp. There aren't many easier ways to say a character has a 70% chance of succeeding at an activity. The core virtues of the system are as evident today as they were when it was first introduced. Primary characteristics of basic role-playing that have emerged from decades of play across many different varieties of the system are as follows. The system is remarkably friendly to newcomers. It is easy to describe the basics of the game system and the percentile mechanics to non-gamers. Players of other game systems often find basic role-playing to be much less mechanistic and less of a barrier to the actual act of role-playing. Less time spent on game systems usually equals more time available for role-playing and thinking in character. Most of the information players need to know is present on their character sheets. Characters tend to evolve based on practicing the skills they use the most. They do not arbitrarily gain experience in skills and qualities based on ephemeral elements such as levels or experience ranks. Combat can be very quick and deadly and often the deciding blow in a conflict is the one to land first. Basic role-playing is remarkably modular Levels of complexity can be added or removed as needed, and the core system works equally well with considerable detail as it does with a minimal amount of rules. 
the internal consistency of basic role-playing allows for rules judgments to be made rapidly and with little searching through the rulebook for special cases. End quote. What has a re-examination of basic role-playing allowed me to rediscover? I think the first thing to say is that this re-examination and revisitation is operating on two levels in my mind. On the first level, I've been analysing the BRP game rules as a potential part of my system of play. Beneath that, however, I've also been rediscovering feelings and ideas that have been inspired by this particular approach to role-playing. While I think it is worth talking about a few points of difference with RuneQuest 2 that stood out sharply, this process has also revealed to me even more clearly that I really do feel a personal desire to play that old game, in Garantha even, as it was written. As Newt Newport, the author of OpenQuest, recently commented, the RuneQuest 2 game is my white box. It's the origin of my passion for the hobby and defined so much about why and how I like to game. Let's focus on basic role-playing, the 2010 Gold Book hardcover presentation of BRP that offers reconciliation between the many flavours of system that the Chaosium's games have offered over the decades. To begin, I'm going to agree with the blurb I quoted earlier. The system is remarkably friendly, and it is easy to describe the basics of the game system due to the percentile roll mechanism. I think that this was always an intuitive part of the appeal, and it remains so. There are, indeed, few ways to more easily communicate to a player that their character has a 70% chance than to say, you have a 70% chance, roll 70 or less on D100. As a person who runs games with newcomers, most commonly defaulting to the D20-based 5th edition of Dungeons & Dragons, it's an appealing option to be able to offer such a flexible and simple approach to play as an alternative. The second thing to say is that BRP is modular. This means that you can change elements of the rules, plugging in different ways of doing things depending on your needs, with reasonable ease. The difference with games such as GURPS is that this is less granular. It might be a benefit and a curse depending on what experience of play you want to generate. I think that for many folk, the modular approach offers enough of a range of options to please most tastes while avoiding a sense of overwhelm from too many options on offer. The downside is that the more under-the-hood tinkering is much less easy to achieve than with a game like GURPS. The practical upshot? I think I will be up and ready to play a game with BRP considerably faster than I would with GURPS. The downside is that I might, at least initially, need to accept a few more generic optional mechanisms, such as a more generic magic system, to give just one example. For me, this modularity is not a problem at the point where I stand today. One of the thoughts in my mind has been the question of what a fantasy game might feel like with no traditional magical powers in the hands of the player characters, even within a magically imbued world. Running BRP without magic is very doable, and I can easily plug in a system later if I want it, in much the same way as I could with my other go-to, GURPS. 
The third key thing to comment on is the way in which BRP reconnects me on a personal level to the style of play with which I am most comfortable. Ironically, given the advice inside the gold book on the subject of game mastering and running adventures, this is not the same as the author's style of play. By 2010, it seems that the BRP community was far down the narrativist path in terms of devising a three-act plot structure and giving only lip service to detailing other styles of play, notably when referring to player types and referencing Robin Laws, the gold book omits my own player type, the tactician, entirely. Presumably because this game wasn't intended for my playstyle which is odd, given how RuneQuest never felt that way at all. But I digress, as I so often do. The point is that I felt the system genuinely works well for the style of play that I most enjoy, an open sandbox world in which the level of rules detail is sufficient but not overwhelming to play. I like that I have choices of rolling up key characteristics alongside an option to use a points-by system instead. As a further example, I think I would be likely to plug in the more detailed strike rank system for combat that I first experienced with RuneQuest, and which remains in the latest edition of the same game, but not without first testing out the default dex-based mechanisms given in Goldbook BRP. I enjoy the fact that, as written, there is no pesky initiative role, and that a sense of simulationist realism is deeply baked into the BRP game offering. Finally, BRP is genuinely multi-genre and therefore a strong candidate for my own cross-worlds portal fantasy approach discussed earlier in this season. It'd be easy to generate the types of play experiences I would desire to offer. In terms of downsides, well, there are a few. BRP is less granular and requires the GM to make system choices up front, although that said, you could probably run a pretty cool game without activating any of the options or even using the extensive powers chapter, which covers magic, superpowers, mutant powers and psionics. I'd also suggest that the book paints a fairly outmoded narrativist playstyle that I wouldn't advocate without also pointing the neophyte GM at the Alexandrians' articles on prepping situations, not plots. And yes, while you have a good selection of equipment and creatures, you are going to have to customise everything to your game world. But for me, none of that is enough to put me off. What does BRP offer me, Che Webster, as a game master wanting to create a lower-powered, grounded experience? In short, much more than I realised. I think that percentile dice feel less abstract than the other admittedly fun, but also funky, role-playing dice choices. If I'm wanting to help lower cognitive load and narrow the cognitive distance for a new player to my game, rolling D100 is a good choice. 
Also, contrary to popular opinion, BRP avoids having loads of fiddly modifiers. You are generally doubling or halving skill rolls for difficult or easy challenges, respectively. Other modifiers are few and generally more chunky, more in the range of plus 10 or minus 20 than fiddling tiny values. BRP offers me the flexibility not to have wazzy powers, but retains the ability to add stuff back in if I change my mind. I also think that the power level of BRP begins at a capable but believable human norm, giving options for more cinematic or higher powered play rather than making them the default. And this appeals because I won't need to hack BRP to make it more reasonable. Finally, for me, BRP offers a raft of ready-made examples for the kinds of things that GURPS, by default, makes me design for myself. Like GURPS, basic role-playing has a huge online community with websites packed with material offered by other GMs, but I do like the fact that many mainstays of several genres are detailed in the core book. That makes it feel easier and more doable out of the box, so to speak. It's not logical, perhaps, but it is a factor when I evaluate a game. Overall, BRP connects me back to the roots of my gaming with an updated set of mechanisms that I understand with ease. I think it's easy for new players to understand too. I can see me offering a game where nobody needs to buy anything more than a set of dice, a pencil and some notepaper. For me, that's a highly desirable place to begin. So, what about Mithras? In case you don't know, Mithras is the best iteration of the D100 system presented for fantasy role-playing without having a baked-in fantasy world. Originally titled RuneQuest 6th Edition, it was the standard for BRP fantasy genre play when released. And I'm on record as saying that it's probably the best game system for what I wanted to do, at least a few years ago. For me, Mithras remains a strong contender for basing a D100 rolling game in a fantasy realm. I especially love the culture part of character creation, wherein you choose whether your character is civilised, barbarian, nomadic or primitive, and the consequent details that get added to your conception of said character, well I love those a very great deal. I also think Mithras offers many useful and modern takes on old ideas from RuneQuest, such as religious cults and how to add meaningful organised factions to your game world. That said, Mithras out of the book is not a generic game. Certainly, the Mithras imperative short form of the game is better for this, but BRP offers a more rounded cross-world solution in a single tome. I think that, for me, Mithras is a stalwart for fantasy play, but I know that it intimidates new players. I feel that rereading BRP has reminded me how a more stripped back and simpler iteration of the core mechanisms is a great place from which to build. Where I am today, I can see me offering a beginning game experience using pretty much the vanilla BRP rules and then slowly plugging back in some interesting subsystems as a group grows in confidence. And I imagine if I was in a fantasy genre, eventually you'd end up playing Mithras. But then 
I am steadily shifting my pathway back towards playing a long-term game and away from the one-shot, hit-and-run culture of role-playing in 2021. And so I'm just going to keep Mithras out there on standby because it is a cracking game. Rescue! Hi Trey, Mike Bowers here. The differences between the Queen's English and American English never cease to amaze me. Chips, rubbers, and tweaker. On Dungeon Master's Diary 91, you called Mark Greenberg the tweaker of the necropolis. Of course, in American English, that means that he's the guy who hangs out in the necropolis who's addicted to methamphetamine. I know that's not what you meant, but I don't know why, but an NPC just appeared in my head suddenly. Thanks for that. Have a good one. So thanks to Mike for calling in that one. I had to share it, didn't I? Even though I'll get around to doing another call-in episode soon. But that's it for another week on Roleplay Rescue. Thanks for listening. Did you enjoy the show and feel like you want to support the podcast? Please mention Roleplay Rescue to other people. Most listeners arrived because they heard someone else talking about Roleplay Rescue. Have you got a question that you want to ask? Drop me a voice message via anchor.fm slash rpgrescue or email your sound recording directly to hello at rpgrescue.com. Want to find me on social media? Well, I'm most active via MeWe and you are welcome to look me up and connect or you can find the Roleplay Rescue page if you just need the RPR updates. On Twitter, follow me at UbiquitousRat. I post there less frequently, but there are some very good people that I follow there. Big thanks to all the listeners who not only follow me on Twitter, but also like and retweet episode announcement. That makes a big difference in helping new listeners to find us. Are you looking for more Roleplay Rescue stuff? Well, check out the blog at roleplayrescue.com where I randomly post quick thoughts and gaming stuff as the whim takes me, and it's all free to access. Finally, please consider becoming a patron at patreon.com slash rpgrescue. You will gain access to the weekly Dungeon Master's Diary bonus episodes for as little as $1 a month, and these funds pay for the RPR website, fund small purchases for the school role-playing club that I run, and occasionally allow me to buy something cool. So thank you to all the Roleplay Rescue patrons. You guys are my heartland of supporters. And don't worry if that was all a bit quick. Links to all of these places can be found in the show notes. Thanks to TJ Drennan for the Roleplay Rescue theme music. Thanks to Anchor for airing and distributing the podcast. And thanks again to you, the listener. I hope you found something interesting or useful in this episode. I'm Che Webster. This is Roleplay Rescue. I'll see you again next weekend. Game on. <laughs>